Today is the 18th day of December 2020. I am Denise. Welcome to PsalmsCast. Hi, friends. It is Friday, and I'm glad to be here. My heart is filled with thanksgiving to the Lord for all that He continues to provide and to reveal here in His Word. Our God is amazing. He is wonderful. Each of us are so blessed that He has brought us into this day. It is the day that He has made for us to rejoice and to be glad in it. Our five chapters today have us visiting Psalm 18, Psalm 48, Psalm 78, Psalm 108, and Psalm 138. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. At the end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, we are going back to the beginning, to the time when God promised He would be faithful to right the wrong. We are in Genesis 3 today. So let's take a brief moment to center ourselves and invite the Lord to be our focus. Father in heaven, we come humbly here seeking you. We ask that you would pour into our lives your truth. We are desperate. We are desperate in looking to you, Lord, for our hope, for our peace, and for joy. Please open our minds and our hearts to you. Allow our lives to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit through your life-giving words. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 18 Praise for Deliverance Of the servant of the Lord David, who spoke the words of this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from the grasp of all his enemies and from the power of Saul. He said, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock, where I seek refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I was saved from my enemies. The ropes of death were wrapped around me. The torrents of destruction terrified me. The ropes of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. I called to the Lord in my distress, and I cried to my God for help. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked. The foundations of the mountains trembled. They shook because he burned with anger. Smoke rose from his nostrils, and consuming fire came from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by it. He bent the heavens and came down, total darkness beneath his feet. He rode on a cherubim and flew, soaring on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his hiding place. From the radiance of his presence, his clouds swept onward with hail and blazing coals. The Lord thundered from heaven. The Most High made his voice heard. He shot his arrows and scattered them. He hurled lightning bolts and routed them. The depths of the sea became visible. The foundations of the world were exposed. At your rebuke, Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He pulled me out of deep water. He rescued me from my powerful enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me on the day of my calamity. 
but the Lord was my support. He brought me out to a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. He repaid me according to the cleanness of my hands. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not turned from my God to wickedness. Indeed, I let all his ordinances guide me and have not disregarded his statutes. I was blameless toward him and kept myself from my iniquity. So the Lord repaid me according to my righteousness. With the faithful, you prove yourself faithful. With the blameless, you prove yourself blameless. With the pure, you prove yourself pure. But with the wicked, you prove yourself shrewd. For you rescue an oppressed people, but you humble those with haughty eyes. Lord, you light my lamp. My God illuminates my darkness. With you, I can build a barricade. And with my God, I can leap over a wall. God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is pure. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God beside the Lord? And who is a rock? Only our God. God, he clothes me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me securely on the heights. He trains my hands for war. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand upholds me and your humility exalts me. You have made a spacious place beneath me for my steps and my ankles do not give way. I pursue my enemies and overtake them. I do not turn back until they are wiped out. I crush them and they cannot get up. They fall beneath my feet. You have clothed me with strength for battle. You subdue my adversaries beneath me. You have made my enemies retreat before me. I annihilate those who hate me. They cry for help, but there is no one to save them. They cry to the Lord, but he does not answer them. I pulverize them like dust before the wind. I trample them like mud in the streets. You have freed me from the feuds among the people. You have appointed me the head of nations. A people I have not known serve me. Foreigners submit to me cringing. As soon as they hear me, they obey me. Foreigners lose heart and come trembling from their fortifications. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. The God of my salvation is exalted. God He grants me vengeance and subdues people under me. He frees me from my enemies. You exalt me above my adversaries. You rescue me from violent men. Therefore, I will give thanks to you among the nations, Lord. I will sing praises about your name. He gives great victories to his king. He shows loyalty to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. Psalm 48, Zion exalted. The Lord is great and highly praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain, rising splendidly, is the joy of the whole earth. 
Mount Zion, the summit of Zaphron, is the city of the great king. God is known as a stronghold in its citadels. Look, the kings assembled. They advanced together. They looked and froze with fear. They trembled in terror. Trembling seized them there, agony like that of a woman in labor. As you wrecked the ships of Tarshish with the east wind, just as we heard, so we have seen in the cities of the Lord of armies, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever. God, within your temple, we contemplate your faithful love. Like your name, God, so your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with justice. Mount Zion is glad. Judah's villages rejoice because of your judgments. Go around Zion, encircle it, count its towers. Note its ramparts, tour its citadels, so that you can tell a future generation. This God, our God forever and ever, He will always lead us. Psalm 78, Lessons from Israel's Past My people, hear my instruction. Listen to the words from my mouth. I will declare wise sayings. I will speak mysteries from the past, things we have heard and known, and that our ancestors have passed down to us. We will not hide them from their children, but will tell a future generation the praiseworthy acts of the Lord his might, and the wondrous works he has performed. He established a testimony in Jacob. He set up a law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children, so that a future generation, children yet to be born, might know. They were to rise and tell their children, so that they might put their confidence in God and not forget God's words but keep his commands. Then they would not be like their ancestors, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose hearts were not loyal, whose spirit was not faithful to God. The Ephronite archers turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by his law. They forgot what he had done, the wondrous works he had shown them. He worked wonders in the sight of their ancestors in the land of Egypt, the territory of Zon. He split the sea and brought them across. The water stood firm like a wall. He led them with a cloud by day and with a fiery light throughout the night. He split rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink, as abundance as the depths. He brought springs out of the stone and made water flow down like rivers. But they continued to sin against him, rebelling in the desert against the Most High. They deliberately tested God, demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God, saying, Is God able to provide food in the wilderness? Look, he struck the rock and water gushed out. Torrents overflowed, but... Can he also provide bread and furnish meat for his people? Therefore the Lord heard and became furious. Then fire broke out against Jacob and anger 
flared up against Israel because they did not believe God or rely on His salvation. He gave a command to the heavens above and opened the doors of heaven. He rained manna for them to eat. He gave them grain from heaven. People ate the bread of angels. He sent them an abundant supply of food. He made the east wind blow in the skies and drove the south wind by his might. He rained meat on them like dust and winged birds like the sand of the seas. He made them fall in the camp all around the tents. The people ate and were completely satisfied, for he gave them what they craved. Before they had turned from what they craved, while the food was still in their mouth, God's anger flared up against them, and he killed some of their best men. He struck down Israel's fit young men. Despite all this, they kept sinning and did not believe his wondrous works. He made their days end in futility, their years in sudden disaster. When he killed some of them, the rest of them began to seek him. They repented and searched for God. They remember that God was their rock, the Most High God, their Redeemer. But they deceived Him with their mouths. They lied to Him with their tongues. Their hearts were insincere toward Him, and they were unfaithful to His covenant. Yet He was compassionate. He atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He often turned His anger aside and did not unleash all His wrath. He remembered that they were only flesh, a wind that passes and does not return. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. They constantly tested God and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power shown on the day he redeemed them from the foe, when he performed his miraculous signs in Egypt and his wonders in the territory of Zon. He turned their rivers into blood, and they could not drink from their streams. He sent them swarms of flies, which fed on them, and frogs, which devastated them. He gave their crops to the caterpillar, and the fruit of their labor to the locusts. He killed their vines with hail and their sycamore fig trees with a flood. He handed over their livestock to hail and their cattle to lightning bolts. He sent his burning anger against them, fury, indignation, and calamity, a band of deadly messengers. He cleared a path for his anger. He did not spare them from death, but delivered their lives to the plague. He struck all the firstborn of Egypt, the first prodigy of the tents of Ham. He led his people out like sheep and guided them like a flock in the wilderness. He led them safely, and they were not afraid, but the sea covered their enemies. He brought them to his holy territory, to the mountain his right hand acquired. He drove out nations before them. He apportioned their inheritance by lot and settled the tribes of Israel in their tents. But they rebelliously tested the Most High God, for they did not keep his decrees. They treacherously turned away like their ancestors. They became dwarfed like a faulty bow. 
They enraged him with their high places and provoked his jealousy with their carved images. God heard and became furious. He completely rejected Israel. He abandoned the tabernacle at Shiloh, the tent where he resided among mankind. He gave up his strength to captivity and his splendor to the hand of a foe. He surrendered his people to the sword because he was enraged with his heritage. Fire consumed his chosen young men, and his young women had no wedding songs. His priests fell by the sword, and the widows could not lament. The Lord awoke as if from sleep, like a warrior from the effects of wine. He beat back his foes. He gave them lasting disgrace. He rejected the tent of Joseph and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. He chose instead the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved. He built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth that he established forever. He chose David his servant and took him from the sheep pens. He brought him from tending ewes to be shepherd over his people Jacob, over Israel, his inheritance. He shepherded them with a pure heart and guided them with his skillful hands. Psalm 108, a plea for victory, a song, a psalm of David. My heart is confident, God. I will sing. I will sing praises with the whole of my being. Wake up, harp and lyre. I will wake up the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your faithful love is greater than the heavens, and your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. God, be exalted above the heavens, and let your glory be over the whole earth. Save with your right hand and answer me, so that those you love may be rescued. God has spoken in his sanctuary. I will celebrate. I will divide up Shechem. I will apportion the valley of Sakoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine, and Ephraim is my helmet. Judah is my scepter. Moab is my wash basin. I will throw my sandal on Edom. I will shout in triumph over Philistia. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? God, haven't you rejected us? God, you do not march out with our armies. Give us aid against the foe. For human help is worthless. With God, we can perform valiantly. He will trample our foes. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 138, A Thankful Heart of David. I will give you thanks with all my heart. I will sing your praises before the heavenly beings. I will bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your constant love and truth. You have exalted your name and your promise above everything else. On the day I called, you answered me. You increase strength within me. All the kings of the earth will give you thanks, Lord, when they hear what you have promised. They will sing of the Lord's ways, 
for the Lord's glory is great. Though the Lord is exalted, He takes note of the humble, but He knows the haughty from a distance. If I walk into the thick of danger, you will preserve my life from the anger of my enemies. You will extend your hand. Your right hand will save me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Lord, your faithful love endures forever. Do not abandon the work of your hands. Friends, throughout this day, as the Lord directs, pray that His will will be done. We are living in startling times. So many people are hurting and do not have the comfort and the hope of the Lord God working all things together for our good and for His glory. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, more important than ensuring that all in your land have staked their entire trust today and the future on the rock of Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. Anything else, anyone else is to be deceived and ultimately to be lost if they stay in the darkness. If you have some of these in your land, pray, pray, and then pray some more because God is faithful. Lord God, Wow, thank you for this day that you have made and have brought us here today. We thank you for the breath of life that continues to infuse our body with the essence of life. You have created a marvelous creation in each one of us, and we give you all the glory and all the honor. We thank you that from the very beginning, you you prepared a way for us to come into your presence. You are always available, and you're always ready to lead us and to guide us. You are looking for those who desire to know you in spirit and in truth. Jesus, how we worship, how we praise your name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything, for submitting yourself, for leaving the glory and the majesty of heaven to humble yourself, to grow inside of Mary to be born just as I was born. No difference. You lived each of our human lives and you faced each challenge of childhood and some that we had never had. You brought us hope. You brought us the truth. You were fully man and fully God and you showed us how to live in the face of hostility, in the face of political unrest, in the face of a people who were oppressed and starving for God to provide a way, a solution. And you were the solution then, and you are the solution now. Jesus, you are all the Savior I will ever need, and I worship you and you alone. We praise you for the Holy Spirit that you have gifted to each one of us who come to you to be saved. Open our eyes Open our eyes to His presence and His power that you made available to us today. Teach us how to keep stepping out, to keep stepping forward, and to keep stepping in faith during this season of life. You, Lord God, are all that we need. We are waiting. We are watching. We are believing that Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the life only Jesus. 
Please, Lord, continue this work that you have begun in each one of us. We are hungry and we are thirsty for you. Enable us to fully know, to fully comprehend, and fully receive all that you place before us today. Holy Spirit, we humbly ask that you would be active in our lives, teaching us the stuff to get rid of out of our life today that does not bring glory and honor to God. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. So our prayer request today, friends, please join me in covering these people with prayer. Ivani, healing from COVID complication, and he is still in the hospital as well as a hedge of protection and provision for his four daughters while their dad is recovering. And friends, please pray for Peggy, who we have been praying for about her shoulder. When she fell on Monday, she hit her head, and she is not doing well. She is confused and often disoriented. Please pray that the Lord's will will be done in her life. On a personal note, yes, I'm still trying to figure out the whole recording with this new setup. It'll come together, but I just ask your patience while I figure it out. Now for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, at the very end of the podcast today, we are in Genesis chapter 3. This, here in this chapter, is the first mention of the Messiah, even in the midst of heartbreak and disappointment. Our God was working out the details for our good and for His glory. Now, if you would like to connect, to say hi, to ask questions, to request that we pray for you or somebody that you know, or to request a Bible, I'd love to send you one. And it's free. It's from Daddy God. For those in the United States, I invite you to call or text. The number is 470-240-1509. For listeners elsewhere around the globe, I invite you to use WhatsApp. It's free and it's like a texting app. The WhatsApp number for Psalmscast is 1-470-240-1509. You can also connect or message through social media. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, and Parlor. So in closing, remember this thoughts from today's reading in Psalm 18. With the faithful, you prove yourself faithful. With the blameless, you prove yourself blameless. With the pure, you prove yourself pure. But with the crooked, you prove yourself shrewd. That's it today, guys. I am Denise. I love you. I am praying for you. And God willing, I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Genesis chapter 3. Sometimes it's just prudent to go back to the beginning, and today we're going back to where our God, who is holy and faithful, promised He would redeem man through the seed of a woman. This is the first promise of the Messiah the one and only Savior of this fallen, desperate world, Jesus. So as I read this chapter, simply allow God's words to wash over you and through you. Trust the Holy Spirit to unpack it for you. Remember the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life. 
Genesis 3 The Temptation and the Fall Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said you must not eat it or touch it or you will die. No, you will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at, and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Sin's Consequences Then the woman and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Then he asked, Who told you you were naked? Did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man replied, The woman you gave to me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate. So the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than any livestock and more than any wild animal. You will move on your belly and eat dust all the days of your life. I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. He said to the woman, I will intensify your labor pains. You will bear children with painful effort. Your desire will be for your husband, yet... He will rule over you. And he said to the man, Because you have listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, do not eat from it. The ground is cursed because of you. You will eat from it by means of painful labor all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. You will eat bread by the sweat of your brow until you return to the earth since you were taken from it. For you are dust, and you will return to dust. The man named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all the living. The Lord God made clothing from skins for the man and his wife, and he clothed them. The Lord said, Since the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil, he must not reach out and take from the tree of life, eat and live forever. So the Lord God sent him away from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove the man out and stationed the cherubim and the flaming 
whirling sword east of the Garden of Eden to guard the way to the Tree of Life. Some days I have a love-dislike relationship with the different versions of the Bible. The key verse that we're going to look at here today was verse 15, yet when I was reading it, I just shook my head because this translation dumbs it down and does not illuminate the truth. It simply says, This is being spoken to Satan as the serpent. I will put hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. Oh, posh. So guess what? In the next day or two, we will be revisiting this chapter, but in a different version of the Bible to consider as well as to do a bit of digging into some cross-references during Christmas week.